You're listening to the Two Guys Talking Podcast Network. The sound of the voice on the other end of a 911 call is almost always delivered frantically. The needs of the caller on the other end of a 911 call are ones that need to be met immediately. The services sent to a caller during a 911 call are always delivered efficiently. The stories, perspectives, and details created by these calls over more than 20 years are life lessons and legacies for everyone involved, including me. The records are archived for all time, like this podcast, digitally. I am a 911 dispatcher. My name is Lisa. This is Digitally Dispatched. Hey guys, it's Lisa here, and I'm looking forward to doing this episode with you because we're going to talk about all different kinds of things within dispatch, things that you might not know. This is the 10 Did You Know Facts About Police Dispatching, Volume 1. Did you know that most 911 calls that come in aren't even emergencies? It's so true. I get 911 calls all day long. And when people are actually on the line, they'll call in for, oh, I don't know, barking dogs, causing a peace disturbance. Anytime around the 4th of July, I even get 911 calls about people setting off fireworks. Well, of course they are. It's the 4th of July. Now in your city, it might be an ordinance against doing that, which it is in mine, but it's not a 911 call. Other non-911 calls that come in are people walking down the street because people don't recognize them. People go out on walks all the time. It's not a 911 call. Or parking violations. I will get 911 calls in reference to people who are parked in a handicapped spot or people who are parked in two spots or people who are parked, oh, anywhere on the street. Even though if it's parked legally, I get 911 calls about that too. Did you know that within dispatching that there is an actual call hierarchy? What does that mean, right? Let's talk about call hierarchy. Basically, what that means is prioritize pretty much everything that comes into dispatch. And when we have all kinds of phone calls that come in, we'll have a barking dog call or we'll have a burglary or we'll have an an assault. We'll have maybe an identity theft. We have to put those in order of priority. Which one is the most important? What's going on? And we send the officers to that one first. In that little list, we have an assault. It's going on. And if it's in progress, oh my goodness, that one goes first every single time. Anything that's in progress, we automatically go. The assault that's in progress, we have people that could be being injured. We're going to send an officer to that one. The next one is going to be that burglary. Is it in progress or did it just happen? Anything like that, we're going to send an officer to that one next. But then the barking dog causing a peace disturbance obviously is going to be the bottom of the priority list. So that one will be going out last. Now, when we have officers going to all these calls and the high priority calls, again, are taken first, if we get another high priority call in the middle of what's going on, say we get another call for a fight that's going on at a bar and there's 10 people involved, I'm going to jump on my radio and take my officer off the lowest priority call and say, listen, I've got a higher priority call going on. It's just coming in and they're going to go to that one first because that barking dog It can wait a little bit longer. So the officers will go to that. So that's what we're talking about when we talk about call hierarchy. Believe it or not, a lot of 911 callers don't even know their location. How can that be? 
You're calling 911 for help, but how do you not know where you're at? Happens all the time. Some people are new to the area. Some people just aren't familiar with where they've been driving. Pay attention to everything around you when you're driving, especially what roadway you're on. Because if if you're driving alone in your vehicle, know what roadway you're on. A lot of new cars will have a navigation in the cars that will show not only what direction you're going, but what roadway you're on. And those are very helpful. If you don't have that luxury and you have a smartphone, if you ever are lost or you don't know where you're at, but you need help, you can pull up your GPS on your phone and be able to find your location there. Other times you might not know your location as if somebody picks you up and they drive you to dinner somewhere. Know the restaurant you're in, what city you're in, and you can start broad. I mean, it can be a big situation. Okay, do you know what city you're in? Yes, I'm in this city. Okay, do you know what restaurant you're at? Yes, I'm at this restaurant. That's going to narrow it down for the dispatcher, and they're going to be able to zero in where you're at so we can get help to you. The most important thing a dispatcher needs to know is your location. And if you've listened to my podcast before, what's most important, people? Location, location, location. Always know where you're at. And if you're confused, look around. Do you see a sign? Do you see how many miles to the next exit? Or off to my left, I see the Denny's or I see whatever business is close to you. That's going to help us know where you are, or at least a very close to knowing where you are to get help to you. Always know where you're at. This is going to sound crazy, but it's true that sometimes you can call 911 and the line is busy. Or, better yet, you can call 911 and be put on hold. It seems like that, that can't be true because if you need help and you need help right now, how can they put you on hold? Or how can the line be busy? Well, this is because in the bigger cities, they are so inundated with calls that they're trying their very best to get to every 911 call that comes through. But staffing right now throughout everywhere in America, dispatch centers, especially the larger ones, just don't have enough dispatchers. There are jobs everywhere looking for dispatchers. Have you ever thought about being a dispatcher? Seek it out. I mean, it's something... I've loved being a dispatcher. I've done it for over 20 years now, and I can't imagine doing anything else except maybe my podcast. But look look up your local police agencies or county agencies in your area. I bet you anything there's going to be openings. Give it a try. There's a great tool that you can use. Like we just discussed with 911 sometimes being busy or having to be put on hold, If you have a smartphone, you can look up your local police department or your county agency, whichever one takes care of the area that you're in, and find the non-emergency line. It's also called the landline. If you call on that, more than likely you're probably going to get through and help will be able to be sent to your location for whatever it is that you need. Not all 911 calls our emergencies like we talked about at the top of the show. If you don't have a dire emergency, something's not going on, you don't need an ambulance right away, or you don't need an ambulance or the fire department, you can call the landline or the non-emergency line and still have an officer sent out to your location. And since we just talked about landlines, if you have a 911 emergency wherever you're at and you have an actual 
landline in your home, you have an actual landline in your home, call 911 on that line. Why? Because they're hardwired into your location and that'll pop up on our screen in the 911 dispatch center. We know exactly where you are. We're going to verify the address with you and you'll let us know if it's right or wrong or whatever. But usually, and I would say better than 90% of the time, it's going to be a great address for us to use and we can send help to you. Again, we're going to verify that address with you, but that comes across on a landline. So what's what's the diff? Why Why do that? Why not just call on a cell phone? Because your cell phone doesn't give us a location. We get your phone number, which is great. We have mapping systems, but depending on where you're located, it may or may not pinpoint exactly where you are. There could be a radius involved. And if you're able to call in on a house phone, that's what we used to call them back in the days, just a house phone, give us a call on there because that's going to tell us what the address is that you're at. If you can't and you have to use your cell phone, that's fine. Just make sure you know where you are. Every so often, we'll get a 911 call and when we pick up, 911, where is your emergency? We'll hear a sweet little voice of a child. And sometimes they're talking, sometimes they're cooing, sometimes you just hear this muffled sound where you assume they're probably trying to eat the phone. (laughs) Happens all the time. With the little ones, the babies, mom probably just tossed them the phone just to keep them busy with something. Remember that little button we talked about? That little, little kid is hitting that side button and it's calling 911. We hang up on the phone, give it a second, and we call back, and then mom answers like, oh my goodness, who's calling me on my phone? Well, it's your 911 dispatcher because little Jimmy or little Jane just called 911 because they were chewing on your phone. Other times when children call, it's because they have an emergency and they're scared. They're home alone. This child could be, what, 10, 12 years old, and Mom ran to the neighbor's house for a second, and they didn't come back quick enough for little Jimmy, Johnny, or Susie. And they call 911. I don't know where my mom is. I don't know what's going on. So we have to take every 911 call very seriously because we don't know exactly what's going on on the other side of the phone. Whether your child is 5 or 15, we're going to ask them first and foremost, where are you at? Can you tell me your address? And hopefully you've taught your children what their address is because that's the most important thing. Also, it's nice to know if they know what your name is so that maybe we can look you up if they're not sure what their address is. A lot of kids, especially the little ones, goes, yeah, mom's name is mom or mommy or daddy. Teach them what your name is too. (laughs) When we take calls from children, depending on, on the situation, we handle kids with kid gloves. We talk to them a little more softly so that they're not so scared. A lot of kids are afraid to call 911 because they're afraid they're going to get in trouble for doing so. They're not going to get in trouble. And we try to reiterate that to them while we're talking to them on the phone. I have had calls in the past from children where a parent is having a grandma seizure or having a diabetic issue. But because they've lived through that and they've been taught by their parents what to do when that happens, they know to call 911, they know what to tell us, and we make sure that they get help. Other times, kids find out how to call 911 in school and they think it's a fun joke. Please teach your children that 911 is not a joke. It's there to help you when you need help. 
And last but not least, did you know that you can now text to 911? It doesn't happen too often, but what an awesome tool this is. If you're in a situation where you're afraid because the person you're with is being violent or under the influence and you need to call for help, but you know if they know you're calling for help, it's going to make matters worse. You're able to text to 911. You can tell us, A, your location, who you are, and what's going on, and you don't have to say a word. You're just texting. It's weird in dispatch because it's silent. We're used to talking. That's what we do. That's our job is to talk. But when you get a 911 text, all you're doing is reading the screen and you're typing back the message to them. We have help on the way. Do you need an ambulance? And then you respond, yes or no. Now, before we had text to 911 and you're in a situation like that where you're, when you're not comfortable talking out loud, you can always hit your keypad for once for yes, twice for no. And we can hear on the other end, as a dispatcher who's done this for a long time, I've had calls where my caller was scared to talk to me. And I will ask them, just answer yes or no. Are you in danger? Yes. Is there a way for you to leave your situation? No. And we go from that. We build on that. We try and get a location. Now, like I said before, not always are our maps the best. However, I can look up at a map and say, are you at 123 Main Street? And they can verify yes or no. We ask yes or no questions simply because we want to keep you out of trouble. And I was doing this one time with a, a young lady who was scared. And the yes and no's were going fine until the person she was afraid of came into the room and started screaming in the background, who are you talking to? And she's like, I'm just talking to and she came up with a name. Let's just say Susie. I'm just talking to Susie. No big deal. And he's like, yeah, well, tell Susie you're busy. He gets on the phone with me, and now I have to pretend to be Susie. And fortunately, it all went well, and he gave the phone back to her. I told her, Help's already on the way. They should be there momentarily. She stayed on the line as long as she could. Then she told him she was going to hang up, but she did not. She just set the phone down beside her so that I could hear their conversation and relay that to my officers. Doesn't happen often, but boy, I was glad that we were able to work together to do that. So there's a lot of yes and no questioning that happened then, but how awesome would it have been for her to be able to text me? And that's happening more and more across the United States. I know here in the middle of Missouri, it works. And hopefully it's everywhere. I know it's in all the major cities, but just know that that is one of your options. If you're in a situation where you're unable to talk to somebody, you can always text a dispatcher. So that was the 10 did you know facts about police dispatching. There are so many more and I can't wait to share them with you. Look for Volume 2 coming up in the near future. What did you think of the list? Which one surprised you the most? I'd love to hear what you think. Head on over to my website at digitallydispatch.com and let me know what you think. Again, that's digitallydispatch.com. The calls, stories, and legacies I share are dispatched digitally. The lessons learned by all, the callers, you, especially me, 
are a piece of my life's unfolding story that I'm proud to share and are preserved digitally. Your thoughts, ideas, and comments can be sent to me electronically at my website, digitallydispatched.com. I am a 911 dispatcher. My name is Lisa, and you have been digitally dispatched.